Hi, I'm Alex and welcome to The Witter, the podcast that explores beauty and wellness through people's stories. Today's guest is Vrinda Batra, all-round beautiful friend, inside and out, who shared her opinions on confidence, beauty and rituals, drawing on experience from her native India as well as experiences in her current home city of Paris. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you for being here with us today. So, for those of us who don't know Vrinda, we first met in, I think it was one of our very first classes in our communications master, and she introduced herself as being a lover of socks, and it was love at first sight between us two. We have since become very close friends. Um, so, Vrinda, tell us a bit about yourself. Um... I am from India, from this town at the foothills of the Himalayas called Dehradun. It's, for Indian standards, a pretty small town. We only have 500,000 people, mm-hmm. so we're underpopulated as <laughs> compared to other cities. Um, but I came to Paris to study um, the Master in Communications, where, yeah, we essentially studied a lot of branding, way too much of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I decided to stay because I got a really interesting job opportunity and here I am. What's beauty to you? Like if someone says beauty to you, what what do you think of? Um, it's really interesting because when I was growing up, my mum used to tell me that it's what comes from within. So, I know it sounds like cliche, but like she said that when you're happy inside, it shows on the outside as well. Yeah. And I think I I kind of stand by that to some extent because you can put on all kinds of clothes, all kinds of makeup. But if you're like just not satisfied with the way you look, you never have the confidence or the ability to carry off whatever it is that you have on. So, um, for me, beauty, yes, it's basically feeling good about whatever mm-hmm. it is that you decide to do, decide mm-hmm. to wear, decide to look like, and just standing by it no matter what. So for you, it's really closely linked to well-being? Essentially, yes. Mm-hmm. And I think that might be influenced by the fact that I come from a city which is really um, spiritual. We have a lot of yoga and just a lot of meditation and things mm-hmm. like that where I live. So it's about having wholesome growth. It's not just, you know trying to cover up like your blemishes for example Mm. it's about just ensuring that you grow in every sense yeah both inside and out so yeah yeah so tell me a little bit about the yoga and the spirituality is that something that when you were growing up was really part of your life or is it something that's just always been there Mm -hmm. it's interesting because I actually live next to yoga ashram so Ah. and for those of you who don't know Dharadun it's a really it used to be a really beautiful place um, but now it's getting like urban very sporadically and in a very ugly fashion. Okay. So we moved away from the city center and we're kind of in between another town and... Is that where you cut the snake up in four different pieces? Yep, that's it, that's it. (laughs) So um, it's pretty interesting because I'm surrounded by nature. I have lots of trees. I have, like you mentioned, snakes (laughs) where I live. Um, include and also deer, sometimes leopards. A leopard stole my neighbor's dog, by the way. It was terrible. (laughs) Did they give it back? Uh, No, I think it ate. Oh my god, I don't want to get into it though. But um, 
Yeah, so you, I actually grew up seeing a lot of yoga mm-hmm. around me. Cause, Do your family practice yoga as well? Uh, my parents meditate. My mom okay. meditates. My dad, uh, not so much okay. because he's always busy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also when I went to school, it was mandatory for me to do yoga. It's mandatory really? up to class eight. Is that only in your region or all across India? Uh, I think it was specifically my school um, because wow. they put a lot of attention because yoga, most people assume it's just to relax, but it's actually super good for your body and for yeah. digestion and yeah. back issues and all yeah. kinds of things, depending on what kind of yoga you're doing and what mm-hmm. kind of asanas you're doing. Um, so it was mandatory for us uh, through like our uh, junior school to, to do some yoga and I actually have a certification in it. Wow! Yeah. <laughs> for in terms of you can teach or how many hours you've done? Oh no, no. It's like, I think there are six or seven essential levels and I have to something like that. Wow. Lot, so how, did you do like an hour a week or did you have specific classes? That... Uh, well, so it was different. You could take it up as a hobby or as a sport in my school. It was really interesting because oh like school has these weird ways of dealing with stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you took it as a sport, you would do it every morning. Um, okay. And it was a lot more intensive than it would be otherwise. So like you woke up at 5.30 and you were at yoga at 6. Yeah. And you did it for an hour, sometimes an hour and a half, depending on your class and mm-hmm. your peers and what it is that you're doing over there and if you took it as a hobby then you did it after lunch or like early um evening or late afternoon okay um and you would just do it for maybe 45 minutes to 50 minutes uh, okay once or twice or maybe even thrice a week depending on how much you enjoy and why that because i know that there are other um it's like the asana is only one part of it, right? Because mm-hmm. there's also like how you eat and blah, blah, blah. So was that also part of the... Uh, no, unfortunately, because, I mean, we were in boarding school. So we had like one canteen where yeah. we got everything. So it wasn't specific to your needs. But yes, definitely just breathing right, for example, yeah. was something that we were taught at a very early age. That's super important. And I thought it really helped because... I used to have like anger issues, <laughs> but when I started doing yoga, like for me, breathing completely changed the way I deal with mm. um, with any sort of trouble that comes my way. Like you just step back and take a second because I, I think our teacher used to say something like, um, the air is the purest thing around you and when you put it in your body, then you can actually think right because, you know, your mind is cleansed in some way. Yeah. So, yeah. Is that, and those breathing techniques, there's something that you use today still as well when you're stressed or? Definitely. Yeah. When I'm stressed, yes. Uh, I just, I actually meditate on and off uh, mm-hmm. once, maybe every two to three days um, for as much as 30 minutes sometimes. And, wow. Yeah. Um, and as little as five minutes on days. Yeah. <laughs> it's still um, something. Yeah. Um, and definitely when I'm stressed out, I think it's very important for me to come back. In fact, I was... Um, I was also at the sound healing experience over the winter Mm -hmm. and um, it's essentially, it's not related to breathing, but it's just meditation using sound. So it was, it was a cleansing ritual in some ways. So Mm -hmm. all all of that has just been a part of my life for a really long time and Mm -hmm. it has definitely influenced the way I believe in beauty and growth and like uh, just being healthy. Yeah. Um, And yeah. So... Living in Paris, do you, and having that kind of philosophy in mm-hmm. terms of what you think about beauty and well-being, do you see that that is very different to what you experience here, to how beauty is portrayed here? I mean, have there been any kind of cultural shocks or anything that you say, wow, that kind of 
way of thinking is not at all integrated into society here. Mm -hmm. For me, what's interesting is that the way the world perceives beauty in Paris is very different the way Paris perceives beauty itself. Because okay. I feel like when I, as an outsider, was expecting women here to, you know, be really chic and yeah. be wearing fur wherever they went and everything <clears> like that. So when I came here, I realized that that is one aspect to it, but that exists across the world because the fashion industry in that yeah. sense exists. And of course, Paris is, a, is one of the capitals, capitals in that sense. Um, but what I really actually like about the French idea of beauty and um, fashion as well is that it really enha enhances what you have. Like, mm. it's not, it's not the attempt to be something else. It's just improving on what you have, and I think that's a good philosophy philosophy to take with you in life yeah. as well, because it's recognizing and making the most of of what you can be and what mm -hmm. you can do with yourself. And of course, I've met a very specific. Um, group of people and maybe my opinion of these women in Paris is biased in some way but that's what I perceive so in that sense it was actually really good for me to come here because mm -hmm. I feel like uh, French women put a lot of emphasis on comfort and just being yeah. yourself and I, I really like that about about the, the norms here do you feel that that is that different to what you're used to back home? Uh, I think it depends. The problem in India is that when you go to places like Delhi or you go to places like Mumbai, there are certain ideas of beauty that are sort of conditioned. Like uh, what? I mean, we there's one issue that some, of course, not all segments of society have, and that is this infatuation with the West in general. So okay. a lot of emphasis on American ideas of beauty because of the TV shows and the movies that we watch and, mm. you know, looking a particular way, uh, having a specific waist size and everything. Mm -hmm. um, but, of course, then when you go to, like, the more raw and the more real Indian people, I think it's... It's very similar in that sense because women in India also want to just emphasize what they have. So mm. we we put like a lot of emphasis on, for example, eye makeup mm -hmm. because it's simple, it's easy, it's you can do it in five minutes. But mm. we don't. I don't know a lot of women who put foundation, and that might have to do with the fact that it's super humid in like most mm. most parts of India, and of course it's like uh, social and cul culturally influenced as well. Yeah. Um, but I think these women who who do believe in this Indian sense of beauty yeah. are probably the most empowered people I know because they are what they are and take so much pride in it. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things they can be about a woman. I mean, how do you see the balance between the two? How do you balance being confident and just believing in yourself? And yeah. Also how do you balance that kind of like inner and outer aspect of um, beauty? I think that's a really subjective question, honestly, because... I that's think, why I'm asking you. Yeah, I think um, <laughs> I think a lot of your experiences define what beauty means to you by default, right? Yeah. And, for example, I mean, I my first experience of beauty was actually really rough because, uh, I mean, I'm a Punjabi Indian girl. Yeah. So, we take pride in our hair, but the problem is also that it's everywhere. Brenda has really long, beautiful thick hair, <laughs> by the way. Um, but... The problem is that it's all over your body and sometimes on your face as well. And okay. um, when I was growing up, 
it was like this stupid infatuation thing I had for a boy. And then he came up with this whole like plan with his friends to hand me a razor in public. What? And tell me to go shave. What? And how old were you? Uh, I think I was in grade eight or nine. So not very like fourteen, fifteen. Yeah. Oh my god! What an asshole! <laughs> what happened? Um, well, I was lucky because one of the guys in the group was actually a friend of mine, so he gave me a warning and told me to avoid these people completely because it was gonna get ugly, and I didn't go. But I became super conscious about my yeah. hair to the <clears throat> to the extent that I was getting lasered on at a very early age, and I was getting waxed and threaded and all of that stuff. Yeah. And of course, like I felt this pressure to maintain myself even if no one was telling me to do it yeah it was it was just in my head that if i had hair on my arms i was by default ugly mm-hmm. um but then when i it's funny because i realized it only after i went through all the pain of getting all the hair removed <laughs> i know gone. i've had laser as well yeah and it's not the solution to everything definitely <laughs> it's, it's a farce no i'm kidding <laughs> Um, so yeah, in that sense, my experience with beauty was not great, and I also grew up with a lot of boys because I live in a joint family. I have cousins, and mm-hmm. my brother. We all used to play together as kids, so I never actually thought about beauty till that very moment when I was yeah. told to go shave. Um, so in that sense, my experience for the first time was not great, and. Like I said, after I went through all the pain of getting it removed, I realized that I was not doing this for myself. I mm. was and getting getting myself waxed or whatever didn't make me feel better it didn't make me mm. feel like i was beautiful i yeah. still i just found something else to criticize it was whether it was my weight or it was my yeah. you know, skin something so i realized that i think it's essential to understand what you want and yeah. what you need in order to find the balance between external and internal beauty because yeah if you're putting on makeup because you think that's what people like, then yeah. you'll never be happy no matter how great a makeup artist you become. You mm-hmm. have to be proud of yourself and own it. Like, if it's what you're doing because you love, then you're by default way more respectful of yourself, I think. Yeah. And you find that balance somewhere in between. So, yeah. And what was that like for you? What kind of... Because, I mean, that's young. That's 14, 15. That's when you're really... You can be really... um traumatized I think as well by things like that I mean if some imagine some guy came up and gave you a razor that's something that's going to sit with you that will shape how you feel about yourself so how did you what's kind of what was your journey to finding those things that made you feel beautiful in yourself yeah definitely uh, I think through most of my high school and college as well undergraduate school um, I spent a lot of my time dressing a particular way and being a particular way okay. and I now that I look back on that version of myself I'm not really proud of it because it doesn't show strength of character in, in many ways I think mm. I think if I would have stood up for what I wanted and what I liked and want what I wanted and liked I think yeah. I would I would be able to be happier with the way I perceive myself and that's why I like coming to Paris because here the idea of beauty is so much more different it's and of course, that was very contingent to the kind of social circles I was in back in India. Yeah. And I think in that sense, I may have made some wrong decisions. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, coming to Paris, I realized that it's, it's nothing else but comfort and just being proud of yourself. And mm. like my mom said, you know, it's, you know, happiness and positivity yeah. and satisfaction that reflect on your face. 
so paris helped me sort of realign my choices and i think it's also maturity of course um, yeah. with age you realize yeah. what's good for you and what isn't and i think i helped myself stand my ground after mm-hmm. I, i came here and now i'm all about the sweatpants <laughs> <laughs> so sweatpants do you feel more free here do you think that living in paris it kind of was a chance for you to start over and to kind of or to explore what gave what made you feel good yes definitely because when i arrived in paris i didn't know anyone so i could be whatever i wanted to be mm. i could be literally the most uh, i don't know ostentatious uh, woman in, at every party or yeah. i could be the stoner hippie chick uh, <laughs> with like uh, long pants and i don't know i could be whatever i wanted and i really mm-hmm. liked that because it gave me a chance to really figure out what i wanted to be so yeah it helped me realign my priorities in in many ways so what are some of the things that um like little things that you do for yourself that make you feel good or if you had to think of say like i don't know one or two things that you like to do either as part of your daily routine or as like a special treat or something to do with beauty or it can be meditation or anything that gives you that sense of well-being in your life today what would you say i think it's really interesting because many times we do these things for us as and we don't even realize it so in many mm. ways i just became conscious of what i was doing okay. because i was already doing it so for example i have a very specific uh, morning routine uh, what's your morning routine <laughs> <laughs> well i mean it's quite basic but like there's a very specific face wash i use and then okay. a very specific toner and then a very specific cream and then i have these essential oils which are mixed with specific things Ooh. um i use like everything from green tea oil to tea tree oil Ooh. to tell me more about that how do you how do you mix them i mean what oils do you choose for what purpose well so i have um bags under my eyes mm-hmm. and for that i have two solutions one okay. is this aloe vera gel which uh, yeah. i actually my mum made at home it's like a pure one right like made yeah. from the, okay you literally squeeze out the aloe Leaf. vera leaves yeah, yeah, yeah. and i think she mixed something with it i don't know exactly i just watch her do it <laughs> yeah um and the other one is uh, i mix uh, vitamin e oil yeah with almond oil and yeah. i put that under my eyes and then for my scars and stuff i use tea tree um straight onto the skin oh no no sorry mixed with you mix vitamin it with e a well. carrot oil vitamin, yeah. yeah yeah vitamin e again um and then of course i have way too many rituals for my hair um, <laughs> tell us about that <laughs> i think i have used every product under the sun for my i'm kidding um but no i oil my hair a lot i put a lot of stuff in my hair because what kind of oils do you use um i use everything from something as heavy as olive oil to yeah. to the specific oils that are sold for like hair growth and stuff yeah 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 and you have a lot of the good thing about india is that you get a lot of products for your hair because like i said we take pride in it yeah. and um we have a lot of natural products which i really mm-hmm. love using because i think they're just more effective for me yeah. personally um and i also have masks and sprays and i i never i actually never blow dry my hair mm. ever i never use heat on my hair and even if i wash my hair with hot water i always rinse it out with cold water ah uh, i've heard that that's apparently really good for your yeah. hair like it clo- it makes it shinier or something i don't know my hair is fabulous so i guess it's okay <laughs> <laughs> um and apart from that as well like i i i actually didn't comb my hair till last year i like what, my never like i mean i would comb it with my fingers but yeah. never use a hair brush or a comb at all no yeah i only use my use my fingers till last year 
Wow. But then I decided to start using the hairbrush. Why did you decide to introduce the hairbrush? I think I got lazy, <laughs> obviously. Oh because, my God. I mean, my morning required me to, like, sort of run my fingers on my scalp because, I mean, you still need the circulation, right? Yeah. And using combs and things like that, I don't think it's very good for your hair, especially because, like, if you have tangles, you tend to get a little rough with it. And when yes. you're using your fingers, you're kinder, you're gentler. So I, I Oh, was... so you would untangle but with your fingers? Okay. Yes, of course. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't just go to work with like that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it works that well uh, as much as I love my office. Um, so yeah, I would use my fingers to just sort of uh, run them through my hair a little bit in the morning for like 15 minutes just to get the blood circulation going. That sounds so like healthy. Yeah. But it's dieting. <laughs> I can imagine. It's a good arm workout as well. Oh, yeah. I have muscles for these. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's another one of the things I do. And, of course, like, sometimes when I have, like, leftover food, I literally just put it on my hair. Like, there are days, <laughs> there are days when I have, like, avocados left over. And I okay, just, like, smash them and, like, yeah. put them on my hair. Or, like, I have yogurt left over and it's got to get spoiled. So, I, like, Is put yogurt it in my good hair. for your hair? I mean, in India, I actually grew up putting a lot of yogurt in my hair. What and then you you put it in and then you wash it out? Yeah, you, you leave it in for like thirty to one hour. Mm-hmm. It's like a mask basically. Okay. And then you rinse it out and you clean it. I put eggs in my hair. I put my mom told me about eggs being good for your hair as well. They're so good. And if you mix olive oil with eggs, oh, that's a killer combination. Okay, so hang on. What do you need? Like one an egg and olive oil. So I usually whip an egg. Yeah. And put olive oil. Okay. And I put it on my hair. And then do you shampoo it out afterwards? Or of you course. Just... I leave it in for about uh, an hour, max, mm-hmm. and I wash it out. I also have virgin coconut oil. Coconut oil is really thick. Yeah. It's like super intense. Yeah, and it smells terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if you have a good long weekend where you just want to treat yourself, you, you can do that. Um, and sometimes I put I put all kinds of stuff, actually, now that I think, about, I think about it. I think I put bananas. Bananas, super good. Yeah. I put literally everything. Because my mom used to say, like, feed your hair. That's literally what she used to say. Ah. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> Does your mom also have really long hair? She used to, but she cut it short because uh, now it's greying a little bit and it makes her a little conscious because she's still panicking about the fact that she's going to turn 50 soon. Um, <laughs> but no, she has really good quality hair and skin. She's the one person who's always inspired me to, to take care of myself. Because every time, like, I used to be so indifferent to the way I look because, I, like I said, I grew up with guys. I spent yeah. most of my time in trees and playing cricket and like, yeah. being a slob, basically. Yeah. And at school, when I used to rain, uh, all my friends and I we used to literally slide in the mud because it was fun. <laughs> Um, it was gross, but we did it anyway. Um, but my mom, every time I would go home, and she'd be like, "What have you done to your skin? Why is it like this?" Oh my oh, god! Do this, do this, do this, and then like she would give me like uh, rose water or Ooh, nice. face wash, something yeah. like that. And uh, that's a good thing. Like it's always mostly been organic or like natural products. Mm. So I think that's definitely worked in my favor. Yeah. No, it's important, I think. Like, I really like that idea of feeding your hair because I think that, like, personally, over the last two years, I've been messing around a lot more with, like, natural oils and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like, rosehip oil mm-hmm. and almond oil, vitamin E as well. Um, but they're so much more effective. And when you look at the ingredients in, like, normal face creams and stuff and you see, like, 50 different things and it's just, like, over a long period of time, mm-hmm. what are you exposing yourself to? Yeah, that's the thing, like, because um, I, I don't know where I read it, but I read somewhere that, like, essentially your body is all chemistry, right? Yeah. And 
when you're putting chemicals which are synthetic on yeah. your face it's obviously not good for you. it's like a basic uh, no brainer yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like if you want good skin put good stuff on your yeah. face and there's nothing better than just getting the most raw form of anything yeah uh why get like uh, you know synthetic refurbishments yeah. or something you can find in nature and just stick it on your face and it's really funny because in my my dad also has a beauty ritual <laughs> what's his beauty um, ritual every morning he goes for a job yeah. or a walk yeah. well, now he goes for a walk cuz he's old <laughs> because of the jog i'm kidding <laughs> and he we have a little tulsi plant it's like yeah. a I think it's called holy basil. That's the thing that you showed yeah. me in the tea. Yeah, yeah. and um, every morning he has like a few leaves of it, just okay. straight off the plant. He just chews it. Yeah. Okay. And he just eats it, and he says it's because it, it's good for your digestion and stuff like yeah. that, and also for your skin. So my dad knows what's up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's important. I think everyone. It's funny when you talk to people. Everyone has their own little like things mm-hmm. that they do in their families but you have to like dig to find out kind of yeah thing. Th- that's what i mean like everyone has the simple things that they do but they don't recognize them even for yeah. example having a lot of water it's so good for your skin yeah. and you don't even know that most of the times you're drinking either because you're dehydrated or because like you have water reminders on your phone yeah so you don't drink water for the sake of just its benefits. drinking it yeah you know you're drinking it just because you have to like yeah so yeah. Yeah, we all definitely need to drink more water. Stay hydrated, friends. Stay hydrated. <laughs> that should be your dream. <laughs> Stay hydrated. I'm sure that's trademarked by like some water company somewhere. Yeah. So in terms of makeup then, do you tend to avoid um like commercial makeup because it's not like supernatural or what's your relationship with that? Where do you sit with that? Um so I try to avoid makeup on a daily basis. Okay. Uh, for me I use it more or less for special occasions. Mm-hmm. I don't like going to work with anything on my face. I think okay. it's good to let your skin breathe. Yeah. Um and when I do put makeup of course like it's it's easy to say I avoid commercial products all all by themselves but mm. um I think it's hard to do that because there are some things of course that only commercial products can do. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting is that for example for my eyes I use an eyeliner which I don't know what it's called here mm. but it's it's basically really natural and it, it, it comes from herbs and stuff. Okay. Um but yeah anyway so I use that because for me like my eyes I I want to use as, as close to a natural product as I can because yeah. the eyes are sensitive, right? Mm-hmm. But of course, like, if I say I use uh, natural blushes, I'd be lying. Um, but yeah, even when I do put makeup, I try to put as little as possible. So mm-hmm. I usually just stick to, like, an eyeliner, maybe mascara. I usually don't need it, but if I'm feeling extra flashy, mm-hmm. I put it on. <laughs> uh, I put some blush and lipstick and... I like to rub eyeshadow on my cheekbones as a highlighter. Ooh. <laughs> what like a shiny one? Yeah, well it depends. Uh mostly shiny because for me I find that highlighters they're not particularly suited for my skin. Okay. I just I think they sit flat on top of it and kind of stand out. <laughs> so how do you feel about Instagram and its influence on on women and on beauty in general today? I think it's both uh, in the sense that you can get all the information that you need mm-hmm. about what beauty can be. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but at the same time, it also sets these certain standards about what it means. 
and i think that has a lot to do primarily with the fact that instagram is a very american social media mm-hmm. essentially most of the accounts and most of the beauty brands etc are focused on the american clientele yeah. and by default the ideas that they're incorporating are very specific to american culture and while these are beautiful in their own way they're not necessarily mm-hmm. suited for everybody who's on instagram so even if you have you know certain country profiles for for certain makeup brands the 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 runs that are made by most of these posts are are american based and i think a lot of people are misunderstanding that and trying to incorporate these looks into their own um way of uh, doing the makeup and mm-hmm. while that suits some people at the same time it doesn't suit others because there are so many differences when it comes to the texture of your skin yeah. to the color of your skin to everything so if just because someone else is wearing a pop pink it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to suit you too especially for indian tones for example i see these girls who put on grays and yeah you know blues and greens and it just does not end up looking good on them in some yeah. way because i feel like our skin is more suited to other shades mm-hmm. uh, maybe pinks or Uh, tans and browns and soft colors mm-hmm. such as that so i think instagram it's it's kind of homogenizing in many ways what beauty means to people and mm-hmm. in that you're losing a lot of cultural understanding of it and a lot of you yeah. know individual understanding of it so that is my criticism of instagram but of course at the same time like i said it brings so much information to you and teaches you about how to do makeup and wh- when and why yeah. and all of those things so that's great but we have to recognize where to draw the line and see yeah. what's good for ourselves and what mm. isn't so talking about um say if you look at big brands today obviously there's this big trend or well trend is already a subjective term for it but um brands that are hugely expanding their shade ranges or launches like Fenty Beauty where you have um i think it's something like 50 shades that they've launched on the market um say if you walk into a first of all how do you feel about that but also if you walk into a sephora today for example um do you feel like you can find what you're looking for or do you i mean how do you see that in today's industry i think there's clearly an increasing awareness about what diversity means and mm-hmm. what you know brands can do in order to incorporate all and every skin tone mm. um but at the same time i feel like i'm an overly cynical person so <laughs> i end up being kind of suspicious of why certain brands are doing it and of course fendi beauty has done a great thing by catering to such a wide audience but there are other brands which are also in- incorporating the similar idea but i don't know if is if it's for the sake of commercial benefit mm. or a genuine support of all skin colors and tones and cultures and people um so Sephora for me it used to be a place I kind of avoided honestly up yeah. to maybe 2 or 3 years ago. Okay. Um one because I wasn't well versed in beauty enough and two because I just didn't feel welcome. Yeah. Cuz a lot of these brands they they're not catering to beginners and they're not catering yeah. a lot to someone starting from scratch. They expect you to already know everything. Mm-hmm. And even if you have the experts helping you out at the Sephora store, I feel like at times I feel a bit intimidated as well because Okay. their idea of beauty might not necessarily be mine and yeah. i also feel kind of stupid while talking to them because i feel like i don't know what i'm talking about and yeah. they clearly do 
um so it's both good and bad of course like if you meet the right kind of um person who who guides you through it mm. then it can be great because it helps you really resolve in person the kind of issues you have with your skin and what yeah. suits you etc but at the same time it can also be almost condescension in many ways yeah. because they're like oh like your skin is too i don't know dark and you need to use this color have you encountered it. that like when you've gone into a, a um, Sephora store i haven't but i had a friend who went into buy foundation yeah. and while she got the foundation for her skin like mm. the, the the person um helping her out was more focused on things like highlighters and brightening mm. products yeah and that's also an issue in india yeah. and there's this weird sort of uh, fascination mm-hmm. with with fair skin and that's being challenged now mm. but for years we've had this uh, brand which is literally capitalizing on this this sort of lack of uh, fairness that women mm. have and it's exploiting it to the extent of going as far as to men and it's working really well for them because it's like a billion million rupee which actually brightens your i mean i don't skin. know if it really does cuz it I know claims are, it does yeah there are some creams that um can bleach your skin as well so mm. i know are quite popular in certain countries yeah i spent a lot of my childhood bleaching my face uh, because um i like i said i had facial hair as well mm. right and there was this one point where i was too young to actually do anything about it because if i start getting waxed when i'm like 12 it's yeah. not good for me either so i tried to find a middle ground and i used to bleach it but that didn't help either because i wow. ended up having a golden brow or like a golden <laughs> mustache or yeah. a really brown face so yeah. it didn't really look great how did me. your mom feel about that uh, she just pretended like i didn't exist <laughs> um she I mean the one good thing about having my mom around was that she told me to do whatever I want responsibly and okay. if I'm doing it I need to do it right and mm-hmm. she was the, she was the one who actually told me after point that like bleaching was not for me and that yeah. I should look for other things to to suit myself mm-hmm. more and also bleaching is actually terrible for your skin it's yeah. super bad because all the chemical yeah components to it so yeah and even now i mean there are some face washes which claim that in like eight washes your they skin will be five tones lighter and obviously there's no way to prove it yeah. but people still buy it because they think it will change and i mean what are products these days if not uh, just branding they're yeah. selling ideas they're not selling products anymore so and among your friends do you see people that still use these kinds of products or is there a change um i think i'm fairly privileged because i come from a pretty diverse and very educated group of people and in that sense all my friends are very woke so mm. to say um so they they are actually part of the fight against all of this stuff and i think that's great because like i said it's about owning up to what you are and yeah taking pride in that and not trying to be something else yeah so final question mm-hmm. um when do you feel you're most beautiful in my pajamas i honestly feel that because i feel like at the end of the day like i'm completely clear-headed i have nothing on my mind except what i really want to do mm-hmm. and yeah i think just having that opportunity to be exactly what i want to be whether it's in i don't know really tight dress or pajamas or whatever it is i think that is for me the biggest 
boost for my confidence and mm-hmm. it allows me to be whatever because when i'm at work you know i have to dress a certain way yeah. or look a certain way when i'm meeting friends as well i make that extra effort to yeah. look nice or whatever but when i can be whatever i want to be for myself that's i think when i feel the most beautiful and i mean for me if a man recognizes that i look beautiful in pajamas <laughs> he's the one <laughs> but yeah well thank you so much for being here today and for your time and for your openness and i will link any products or any tips that we talked about in the description below but in the meantime thank you very much rinda you're welcome <laughs>